This episode of the Video Game Club includes spoilers for Sunset Overdrive. I don't know if y'all can tell, but so like, I essentially, I am working off a bit of a hangover while we record these. Um, I essentially made one giant mimosa in the orange juice container here. It was half empty, so I just poured the bottle of champagne into it, and I've been... <laughs> You're such a fancy bitch drinking champagne just at... It's not real champagne, it? it's, it's Italian Prosecco. Well, no, it's one o'clock in the afternoon, essentially. <laughs> I, I keep my previous statement. You are what I would define a fancy bitch. Uh, you know, treat yourself. It costs me way treat too much yourself. money. Yeah. Welcome to the Video Game Club podcast. Joined with me today is, uh, you know what, they can introduce themselves. Who do you want to start with? <laughs> yeah, who do you want to start with, Slade? I, put the ball in the court. No, 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 I thought it'd be funny. I'd put the ball in y'all's court. And it was funny. So, uh, I'm joined by Tim. Hello, that's me. At Wembembo on Twitter. And Joey. Uh Hello. I don't. I mean, you said you're going to let us introduce ourselves, and then you introduced us. So. Because y'all got mad. I wanted to let you. You know, y'all could have done it yourselves, and then you got upset with me. Uh, so, so this upset. week. So for this, what do you call it? Fortnightly, every two weeks, whatever. Uh, we're going to be discussing Sunset Overdrive. Which uh, let me go ahead and read a couple things about it. First of all, it was a Xbox One launch title, and I say launch title in the slightest sense, because it actually came out one year after the original launch of the Xbox One, but it had its own exclusive Xbox One. It is rated with 9 out of 10 from Steam, apparently. Uh, 9 out of 10 on IGN, 83 on Metacritic, 96% on Google. Uh, it's published by Xbox Game Studios and developed by Insomniac Games. Very good, at least in... Uh, I just realized I've introduced the podcast completely wrong. I should not be allowed to be a host. Would um, you like to start again, Slade? No, no, we're just going to roll with it. It'll be fun. It's so okay. We after, can start again. It's all right. Don't uh, worry. We can start again. I should if have you asked want. you all the question before I introduced the game. That's what should well, have happened. Let's ask the question now and <laughs> yeah, leave all of this in. That's what I was thinking. Let's go from the top. Yeah. Let's go from the no, top, no, no, Slade. No. No, no, we'll just ask the question now. So, uh, going off from last week's discussion, <laughs> see, we jump around a lot. Uh, what is your favorite horror game? It wasn't game? last week, by the way. It was uh, two last weeks week. Ago, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, what's your favorite <laughs> horror game, Joey? I don't know if mine counts as a game. Is that okay? Interesting answer. No, I said, I said horror game, and then you're going to tell me it's not a game. <sighs> well, no, you play it on a console, or you right. could, play it, could play it on a console, but it was a demo. I'm okay. going to talk about, like, obviously it's PT. Right, um, okay. I, I am a wuss when it comes to horror games, and I never finished PT because it was too scary, and it's one of the only games that I have actually not finished because when you get through far enough and the lady's face pops up and the crying child, I looked at my PlayStation at the time and went, no, thank you, and put it down. And it scared me enough to say, um, 
well, that was scary. I'm not playing that again. And that is the mark of a good horror game for me. So, All PT. Right. That's good. Tim, what's yours? Uh, Dead Space 1. Ooh, uh, that's a good, I think that's the atmosphere is really, really good. Uh, it takes like the typical undead approach and kind of puts a spin on it. It's like, hey, don't shoot them in the head. Shoot them in the limbs. Um, and so, like the enemy's attacks have to like vary depending on what limbs they have available to them. I think that's re- mm-hmm. I think it's a really cool system. Not to mention, it's spooky. What do you think of two and three? Three, no. Um, okay. Two, <laughs> two is pretty good. Um, felt like more of the same in a way, but I think uh, one was like such a trailblazer. Like it, it did mm-hmm. so much unique stuff that it like left a much bigger impact for me than two. We don't talk about three. I just right. remember in two, you know the scene with the needle where you have to get it don't. the needle into your eye. No, nope. freaking horrible. No, nope. not doing it. It's an electrified needle going in your eye, and that's my three biggest fears in one. <laughs> the, the devs Electri- were fucking with me. Hold on, being three electrocuted. So, being electrocuted, needles, sorry, and things going in my eye. Being electrocuted is one of your biggest fears. I, I, I can't stand the idea of it. Why did I never know this? I don't, I don't know. I, do you know what I think it comes from? It's from when you and our, our, our other brother, James, used to set up the fucking mobile train set on the landing of the house and you had me like lick, lick my fingers and touch the battery, oh. not <laughs> not knowing what it did. And ever since I've been scared of being electrocuted. So speaking of that, Tim, I don't know what y'all call them over there, but like a D-cell battery, it's the one that has like both prongs on one side. Do you not ever lick them to see if they still have a charge or not? No, I don't do that because I don't <laughs> want to be electrocuted, dude. Isn't saying someone licks batteries like an insult? And are you saying you literally lick batteries? Yeah, if you have a D-cell battery, you're not sure how much charge, if it has charge left to it or not, hold it up to your tongue and it'll like just tingle. And you're like, oh, it still has a charge. <laughs> <laughs> so we've learned in seven minutes that Slade licks batteries. Yeah, there we go. Fantastic. And he can't. That's probably why I can't get the podcast order correct. And each time I host, it's not good. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's um, not good. It's it's or it's uh, a mixed bag. Slaves, it's comedy gold. What's your favorite horror? If I had to, Resident Evil, Evil Four. <laughs> if I had to show somebody how to not make horror, it'd be Resident Evil Four. Um, I think Outlast, the first one. Uh, it's got the right. You know, creepy, supernatural, and uh, again, the sound design is very good of having to like keep track of things just by hearing it when you're hiding in a locker. And you're like, is the big dude going to murder me or is he right outside the room? Can I hear him? Or can I not? You know. And Do you I know also what like- I didn't get about Outlast and games like that? And thing, something I think that horror really struggles with a lot in video game terms is... I always find the ending is really underwhelming. Like the ending to Outlast is dreadful. Let's um, put that on the table. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I can't think of a horror game that has a genuinely good ending. No, even like FNAF VR, all three endings are bad endings because you die in all three of them. Mm. Yeah. You didn't put a spoiler warning up for... for... No, nah, that's fine. Fuck them. <laughs> Look, I've already made a lot of people mad in the last episode. I'm just going to continue on that gravy chain. Um, So, yeah, we're talking about Sunset Overdrive. Uh, It's a beautiful little gem from Insomniac Games that we'll probably never, ever see a sequel to due to the fact that uh, Sony now owns Insomniac Games. Microsoft owns Sunset Overdrive. So let's let's go and get some opinions. Tim, you want to go first? 
A resounding meh. A resounding meh. <laughs> For me, um, this is the first, uh, to use Joey's phrase, a peek behind the curtain. Uh, this is the first game on the podcast that I've actually taken notes for. Okay. Um, everything else is normally stored up in the mental wank bank. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna Jesus I'm gonna run through Christ. all of my notes and just feel free to interrupt me. This is just what I thought. The movement is very fun. It's an insomniac open world title, so if you've played the modern Spider-Man games, you'll know exactly what you're getting into. Um, so that's to be expected. Presentation's great. For example, the um, the thing like uh, the thing we have the poppers, the enemies that explode. When yeah. they the actual word pop comes out in like the um in the in their juices. Really cool. <laughs> I'm an absolute sucker for that. Facial animations were surprisingly good a lot of the time. Like they were very expressive, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the main VA, Yuri Lo- uh, I'm, I always I always pronounce this guy's name wrong. Yuri Lowenthal uh, is easily the best character in uh, easily the best cast in the whole in the whole game. Uh, he right. plays the main male character. Um, I enjoyed him in things like Persona 4. I enjoyed him in um, the Dragon Quest movie. Wait, I'm sorry. Who was he in Persona 4? Yeah, uh, he's uh, Yosuke. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, um, all right. Have you well, not yeah. done your research at all, Slade? I just never look up video game voice actors. <laughs> right. um, that's about the good things I had to say about it. Okay. So here's where my negative notes come in. Uh, and I'm going to quote my first line here i got very fucking bored of doing the same shit over and over and over again for 10 hours this game is so tedious like every mission is go here shoot some people while grinding a rail go here shoot some people while grinding a rail pick up a man with no limbs and shoot people while grinding on a rail like it's the same shit over and over and over and it's it's monotonous and if, if the game didn't have such a bright and colourful and pleasing aesthetic, I'd have turned this game off three hours in. I, I honestly would have I'm going to have to put a, a serious uh, ex, uh, parental guidance warning on this episode, aren't I? Yeah. Nah, nah. Um, <laughs> Floyd's quests uh, are the absolute worst. Yes, they They're are. not even hard. <laughs> They're just tedious. Because, um, like, yeah, it's cool to get an upgrade. But if I'm doing the same horde battle in sometimes the same location and defending the same spot three times in a row, really boring. Tim, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Because we talked about the combat being monotonous. Did you not do much with your, like... I did loads of the amps. Yeah, I did loads with them. You didn't do, like, the extra combat amps, which make... They do change them. No, I did. Okay. Yeah, no, I changed it. Every time I would experiment (laughs) with stuff like, hey... Dodge rolling now knocks over enemies, and you leave yep. a trail when there's health, uh, like that gives you health. I experimented, experimented with all that stuff, but it was the same thing over and over. Okay. Um, on top of that, I, I don't know if Joey in particular had this because you played on console. I played on PC. There were so many bugs, so so many bugs and problems. Like I had T posing scabs. I had enemies falling to the floor. I had voice lines cutting off each other. I had subtitles overlapping each other. Tim. At one point, I had Floyd, one of Floyd's subtitles stuck on my screen for four hours, and, <laughs> and nothing I did would get rid of it. 
and it was the only, and I can tell you what voice line it was. It's when you get the downtown base and you have two vats to defend, and he says, there are two vats to defend, so you have to protect them from two different angles. There for four hours, even if we went through cutscenes, different missions, exit out of the game, it would not go away. Uh, and then the I, final cutscene. I, I played PC as well, I did not have that. The final yeah, cutscene had a broken on console. The final cutscene was broken. My camera was stuck in the floor, so I couldn't see anything that was going on. <laughs> right? The, like, that was the um, spoilers for the end of the game. We've already discussed the spoilers. You fight a building. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, I saw the building come out, uh, and, then, and then it cut to, like, the, the camera partially submerged from the floor in a highway, looking at the inside of a car. <laughs> Be, and Floyd was like, wow, that's a crazy building, or whatever he says. Maybe he talks about having to defend vats from two points. But I couldn't see any of it, no matter what stage of the boss fight I was in, until, until the building fucking blew up. So I got none of it. Um, and then, uh, the... So, uh, I, I, okay, this is going to sound like I particularly hate Floyd. He was very annoying to me. Adding the word motherfucker to a sentence does not protrude comedy. And it's, it's every other sentence, and that was very grating to me. Um, and then lastly, and I want to talk, this will be something I want to talk about later. You, Joe, you didn't get this. I think Slade did. I got given a thing when I was in a menu about two hours in saying, hey, what do you think of this game? Give us a rating. This is I a AAA Xbox game, not some shit from the Google Play Store. And I was, I was actually angry that that popped up because like, I thought Insomniac were above this. But no, I think that's not. a Microsoft thing, not an Insomniac thing. Microsoft should be above this. And it's not a Play Store thing. It's a AAA game. If I if, if I paid for it at launch, it would have been, what, $60? Mm-hmm. And then I'm being asked to rate it like it's an app? Fuck no, dude. That, that's, that's stupid to me. Joey, your thoughts. I, I didn't have great thoughts of the game. I thought it was okay. <laughs> I uh, I uh, I think I echo quite a lot of what Tim said in his positive, but there is uh, something that I want to touch on, and I'll probably touch on it um, a little bit now and a little bit in the future uh, of this episode. That makes it sound like this is going to go on for months, but I enjoyed it, but I kind of hated that I did enjoy it. So I was having a conversation with my wife while I was playing it, and what it plays like is a bunch of game developers who are much older than they think they are in a room going, what do you think is cool? Okay. Well, guitar solos are cool. Let's put them in a game swearing. Every other line's cool. Let's put that in the game. Mm -hmm. Having all these extra things in the game. Really cool. Let's just put them in the game. Let's have fourth wall breaking constantly. That's really cool. And then I thought, well, these people who are obviously too old to be deciding what's cool is saying that's cool and I'm enjoying it. Maybe I'm really old. <laughs> so I, I hated myself for really enjoying this game and I didn't look into the developer. I didn't don't know much about insomniac when you guys said it, I realized, yeah, they do make the Spider-Man games. And actually I think you can see a lot of the movement is, is is directly influenced from that. And I think, oh, sorry, the movement is influenced in Spider-Man because this came earlier. And I think that little things like making your running speed 
painfully slow, but you're grinding on a rail speed or jumping on anything and everything to shoot yourself 10 foot in the air was really quick. I thought that was a really cool idea and made it really fun. I didn't think the quests were tedious like Tim did. I think there was a really good mix of enemies. I thought the enemies, I have to say, after playing Resident Evil 4, it surprised me that I found the enemies in Sunset Overdrive genuinely disgusting to look at. I (laughs) I thought they were vile, Uh, just the basic enemies. And I think I have a little bit of a thing about thinking like popping zits and stuff is a bit grim and blisters and stuff like that. And they were covered in blisters. And and I don't know, I think it's obviously not a horror game, but I think there were some good horror elements in it. Saying that, I think like the setup of it of you're a lowly janitor who's at a party full of douchebags. And I think it was all very self-aware, but self-aware to the point where it was a bit like eye-rollingly self-aware. Um, I came on the back whole, around. I think, yeah, I think on the whole, the game itself, I, I enjoyed quite a lot. Um, I just wish I didn't. Oh, and I do think that they're split into four acts. I thought there was no need for the act right. four. I think... At the end of Act 3, they should have cut the game there. And if they wanted to release something as DLC afterwards, fine. But I didn't want to play it as part of the main game. Right. It's funny you mentioned the the fourth wall thing because that's the one thing I didn't touch on in my little spiel back then that's in my notes. I've written here, fourth wall breaks are very charming every now and again, but not every five minutes. It's very great. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one I did enjoy was... Um, when you're talking to four Kim after you rescue her from the train after she's been kidnapped by God yeah. knows who. Um, and it's like, ah, oh, how are you talking to what's his face? If he didn't give you his phone number and your character's just like, let's not poke holes in how the story's delivered. Like, <laughs> like that was a genuine, that was a genuinely charming line. Um, yeah. But like the announcer of the game t- having a conversation with the player character is just like, okay, we get it. Yes. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing as well, um, I'm gonna let you do this is down and then I'm pulling the whole tone back down. The this game on how long to beat is listed as ten hours, and I genuinely think I don't know a third of it is cutscene. You cannot skip cutscenes in this game. No, right. And I honestly feel like that was intentional for like padding purposes. I honestly think it was. Well, I'll get on to how long it took me to to, (laughs) to finish the game and why later. But um, Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I felt really bad for Joey finding that out (laughs) later. I felt I genuinely felt bad. I was like, oh. Well, actually, there's something I want to talk about with this game, which I thought was really bizarre. Um, And for full context, so I used to have Sunset Overdrive. I downloaded it when it was in Games of Gold, and I played it for about an hour, and I thought. I'm not really getting this. I'm going to uninstall it. No problem. And that was like years ago. So I download it when Slade says, let's play Sunset Overdrive. Great. I want to play this again. I'm going to try it out. You can only have one save and there is no way of having a new game. I had to go online and look up how to start a new game on Sunset Overdrive. And that's not something I've ever come across in a game before. So if I jump into a game that I'm half leveled up, don't remember any of the controls, don't remember what the hell I'm meant to do. There's no way of resetting it back to the start, right. which I just thought was a weird oversight from this the, something that they really should have put in. Well, you have to remember the time like it was released. Even the Xbox One at that time didn't tell you like which controller was player one, and they really still don't. 
I was just tagged to your profile name, essentially, which is dumb. I'm not defending it, by the way. This isn't Insomniac's first rodeo, though. No, it's not. They've made games before this. I I think it's a Microsoft thing, to be honest. I don't think it's Insomniac. I don't think you can, every time there's something you don't agree with, I don't think you can say it's not Insomniac, it's Microsoft. No, it could also be the other developer, uh, Blind Squirrel Games. That's the other developer listed who I'm not... But I just don't understand why you wouldn't have a button on the main menu that says... Do you want to start a new game? Yeah, because yeah. Like, what does that take away? Two years. Yeah. What does that take away? Nothing. You know. I don't know. Nothing. I don't so know. here is so if you remember last podcast, I mentioned Sunset Overdrive and Resident Evil Four have a similarity to them, and I think it's that they both represent next gen gaming. So as we've talked about with the inventory system. Slightly brown, the camera placement in Resident Evil 4, right? You carry that yeah. on the Sunset Overdrive. The camera's a little further back, but you have free movement, an open area map, very bright and colorful, a lot of magenta, as I like to refer to it as, and a crafting system. I, I think it, at the time it represents as well like just a stepping point of a next-gen game. I don't think games are based on it, but I think you can see the trend where it was moving Well, to. it's kind of – it's it's pushing out the – like right. I hadn't thought of it at all, but it's pushing out going, look what this console can do. Can do. And it, that's so now you see why I think it's, yeah, that's a similarity in my opinion. But I'm also a big believer in that just because I'm nostalgic over something doesn't mean it's good. So I remember, I've said this before, I have the launch edition of Sunset Overdrive Xbox One. And I remember loving the game when it came out. I think I was like 19 or 20 at the time. So we're looking at seven years later playing it again, which is part of why I picked it, because I wanted to see if I still thought it was as good and thought it was as funny. So in my notes, I'm going to do the opposite for once. I'm going to start from the negatives I have. Cons, uh, the jokes, you know, which as Tim was bringing up, the constant fourth wall breaking. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, In my notes, it literally just says Floyd can suck a dick. (laughs) (laughs) he's the worst character in the game by a mile he really is uh the story is very subpar tim you look like this is the worst experience of your life you're so miserable i didn't enjoy much about this game so and like i'm just thinking back on it i'm just like what did i get from this (laughs) so the things i think there are to enjoy though it's the free run movement and the parkour for lack of better words uh, the mm-hmm. soundtrack, the weapon variety is good. The enemy variety is good because I don't know if you like punk rock music like I do. The soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, weapon variety. I actually thought enemy the, sun, variety, the, the soundtrack kind of goes back to what I was saying about people thinking what's awesome. Vol- and I actually, right. when I, when I was playing it, it made me think a little bit of. Did you ever play Tony Hawk's American Wasteland? Yep. Because I got the same vibe with that as like, this is people who have never ridden a skateboard, but want to say what's cool in the skateboarding cool. game. Absolutely. Um, I thought the combat was very satisfying. I know Tim got annoyed by having to grind on stuff constantly. But the fact that like... just grind on stuff though. Is that, is that's, that's pretty much all you did. <laughs> like that was all it was, was jump on a tire, pile of tires and a mattress and then grind a handrail for 20 minutes. Right. Right, well, I always tried to build up combos well enough because I found one of the amps that you could get caused like a lightning storm, and that just yeah. helps you clear out enemies. You know, I to me that's good gameplay design. If you're going to design this movement mechanic for your game to use, base the combat around it. You know, reward the player for continuing the combo, not getting knocked off, not getting hit. I think that's a good reward system. 
There was one uh, amp that I found was broken, by the way, which, uh, in which a good way. The one that leaves a health trail wherever you go. Yes. If I ever got fucking... hit, as as soon as I got that, I'd never died again. And as, all I'd, if you're ever in trouble, run in a circle. Yeah. You're good. You know, you know what I do appreciate about the game, though, is that if you're climbing, there's a couple levels where you have to climb like really tall skyscraper, essentially. And if you fall off of them, you know, there's a lot of like fourth wall, ref, you know, self-retro referential stuff uh you fall off of it if you're bad at platforming like i am and you go through like a blue portal and you pop out of an orange one like from literally the game portal and the character's like oh thanks developers now i don't have to climb the whole building again it's just like fuck you we got the joke you didn't you don't need to say it we got it the first (laughs) time (laughs) don't Uh, you know say that comedy is always funnier if someone explains the joke to you isn't that the best yeah. Also, the name is a uh, is a JoJo reference. So there we go. What's the sorry? The name is a JoJo reference. What's well, instead Overdrive? Yeah, I know it's meant. I know you're saying like um, Harmon Overdrive. Yeah, that was that's, that was a joke. That was a joke yeah. I wrote that I thought was funny. Thanks. Right. Tim. Okay. <laughs> when you explained it, I made, that's when it. That's when I giggled. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. But can, I, that, can I ask you? You kind of touched a little bit there about like mm-hmm. falling off the buildings and they're being walked back up, and the, the character going, "Thanks, now I don't have to do that again." What did you think of the difficulty of this game? Easy. It's very easy. I think the hardest part was the pigeon shooting in the story. There's okay. like a level where you have to like kill so many pigeons, and if you're like me, you're kind of impatient. Did, so you're just bouncing on all the flamethrower bits way too quick, take- and then you don't get enough. That took maybe a minute for me. I had to do that six times. Like, I think I jumped forward, landed on one of the spring things, and shot the compensator shotgun, and I was done. Oh, like, no, uh, that took me two attempts. Yeah. Oh. Like, you, I don't, I don't know if I just got lucky or whether the game bugged I, out I would again. Say you, or... No, I would say you got very lucky. Because apparently yeah. it looks like you got a bugged version of the game, but you and I both played PC, and I didn't have a single one of those did you play it did you play on steam or the microsoft store microsoft store i played on the microsoft store as well okay i didn't know if it was a steam and microsoft difference or no no i played it on the microsoft store the the reason i ask about the difficulty was you guys are talking about all these amps where you run in circles you get health you get Mm -hmm. lightning stores clear areas i did the first few amps and i thought these are so broken that they're making everything really easy so i got the amp that Sorry, AMP, we should explain, is like an ability you get for completing a certain type right. of mission. Um, and I got the AMP where you swing your melee weapon and it comes up with a fireball. Yeah. And yep. then I didn't bother with any others. So I finished the game just using oh, that really? single AMP because the- I thought there was no point. Well, no, you also, there's, uh, to be clear, there's also like six total AMP slots you can have. Like another one that's really broken and it helps your movement in the game when you jump, you can press right bumper, and it'll like you do like an air dash. I thought that was just something. I had that, but yeah. I thought that was just something that you get standard. I didn't ever I select to put that as in. To an amp. Yeah, that's an amp. Uh, well, I had that one in the flame uh, melee thing, and that that's it for the whole game. Yeah, okay. That's fine. I don't know. I just didn't find it challenging. No, I don't think it. I don't think it's challenging at all. Really, I think it's pretty it's straightforward. Not, it's not it's a challenging a- game. I don't know. Like I said, I think the combat's good, but why I did pick this again is because, you know, I wanted to see if I was just, like, nostalgic, like, oh, this game's really fun, or is it as fun as I remembered? And the answer is 
meh, maybe. Because I remember I thought the game's humor was really funny when I was younger. Now that I'm older, I'm just like Joey said, it seems like it was written by a bunch of dudes who were in a room like, what do the kids find funny these days? You know, that's what it feels yeah. like. But the, the gameplay was still fun. I, the, the movement is just so much. I could just spend time, you know, running around Sunset City, jumping off things, grinding them, you know, doing wall runs and whatnot. Yeah. To me, that was fun. I also really appreciate the weapon variety. I don't know if y'all spent too much time with Two Hat Jack. He's the guy you buy weapons and ammo from. I spent no time with him. I didn't care. I enough. bought one weapon. I bought, you know, the bowling ball one what? where you power it up. I bought the dude. Yeah. Is that what it's called? The dude. It's I bought the, the one dude. that's a bowling ball that you power it up and it um, basically obliterates the so, the really strong enemies. So what did y'all do for weapons then? Since you didn't Contenta, apparently buy it. Dirty Harry, the right. record vinyl gun thing, the teddy bear, and the boomerang, and that was it. That's what the game gives you. So you're missing out on a lot of combat options and stuff that, Tim, you were right, saying. but that, I didn't think I needed those options. No, well, you should have gone to – I'm not telling you how to play the game, obviously, but no. go back to Two Hat Jack um, to give you that – you know those like, levels where you have to defend somebody or defend a certain thing, right? Yeah, you all three of them. Right. You can buy a turret gun. It's literally – you shoot it, and it's just like a little RC helicopter that's holding a pistol, and it'll shoot enemies for you. There's another weapon that's – it's with the little Fizco Fizzy, which Fizco's the yeah. enemy of the game. Let's be clear on that. It's their mascot, but it's an acid sprinkler. So a lot of times in the defend something weapon, I would just shoot two of those by the thing I had to defend, and it would just you know kill the enemies for me. But again, I there didn't were, feel uh, like I needed any of that at all. Yeah, that was kind of my point. I feel like if, if, if they did a better job of making the game harder, I would have – sought out someone to buy a better weapon from and i think yeah. i only bought the 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 dude as you said it was called yes by sort it's of a... in my initial um oh it's it's a reference to the big, to Lebowski, the big Lebowski, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah but i i didn't spend any time talking or i spent as little time as i could talking to the npcs because the best part of the game was the movement, the movement and running around, and the reason that I, uh, I I can say that the best part of the game was the movement is because when Slade messaged us and said, "How far in are you?" I said, "Well, I'm 15 hours, but I think I'm about a quarter of the way through." And he, he the surprise uh, that the game is about 10 to 13 hours long. How am I only a quarter of the way through? I had no idea that the main quest were marked with an X, so I'd spent probably seven hours longer than I should have running around doing side quests, which were fetch quests or escort quests. And I think if I hadn't have done them, I'd probably have enjoyed it a bit more. Um, The big set pieces didn't come in those side missions as, as I think they shouldn't, but I think the best parts of the game, like a, a good example of my favorite part of the game was quite near the end of act three where you had to go with a group of um larpers to take over a castle that's right. run by like what they call the are they the scabs the scab king yeah the scab yeah king. so, so yeah. the scabs are like uh humans that are inside sunset city who are basically trying to kill you uh but you went and infiltrated their castle which was in a, a a theme park and you beat them by putting on a giant triceratops head and headbutting him while he's on a roller coaster. And I thought that was really fun. And I just didn't see enough of that because 
I don't know whether I missed something or it wasn't clear enough that the main quest was marked by an X. And I think that kind of sums up Sunset Overdrive. It was really fun for me, but I don't think it was explained well enough or or, or it didn't feel like it had the final touches um, to be like a, a good game. On that note, I... I didn't enjoy the theme park quest the same way you did, Joe, but I did have one quest that I did enjoy, um, which was the one where what you're a skill. What did you enjoy? The, the movement and one quest. Um, it was, um, <laughs> it was, um, it was the one where you were escorting the boat uh, yep. through the city. That one I thought actually brought something unique to the table in that, you know, you're not only trying to clear scabs and like ODs, which are the people who, which are the zombies who drink overdrive. That's why they're called OD. Um, but you're also like trying to like maintain your movement, defend a boat uh, from being overwhelmed, and you're collecting trash to fuel it. Um, like you had to juggle about five or six different things, and that was really, really interesting to me. And then it was immediately brought back, back, back down by going back to the same stuff over and over again. So that that mission is the end of Act Three, and that's where I said yep. they should have ended the game. They should have ended it there. Yep. Yeah, because the whole thing, the whole point in, in Sunset Overdrive is that there's this evil corporation that have taken over the city, uh, or sorry, accidentally infected everyone in the city, and they're going to blow it up, and you have to escape the city, and you do that through meeting all these characters, and at the end of Act Three, you escort that boat, you get out of the city and then you're kind of staring at the horizon going that's where i can go now and you get a call from your friend and they're like oh, i'm still in the city can you come back and help me and you're like yeah all right no problem i've just done all this stuff but who cares i'll just go and yeah. go and sort it out again they should have just ended it there that's that's what i think and then introducing factions like um like the like the spanish girls in the hospital just in the last act and like introducing yeah. was it, was, and they make the zero mugger? difference it made no difference. And like there was that twerpy little kid who was just like, oh, I have a headache, but they'll put me in the hospital and look after me and put on a rock show. <laughs> like, first of all, kid is a dickhead. Secondly, yep. that whole faction made no difference on the game to me. Nope. Like all it did was just create another frustrating Floyd, uh, Floyd Vats mission, but under the guise of a rock concert this time. I thought when he said he has a headache, but it's okay because they'll put on a rock show. I thought rock concerts are pretty loud. It's going to do the opposite for your headache. I don't remember if it was a headache or not. <laughs> no, um, the kid, the kid claimed he had cancer, but he didn't. Yeah, he, he which is he, first of all fucked up. Don't do that. Yeah, Secondly, he conned, he conned the protagonist to be like, "I have cancer." Oh man, a rock concert made me feel so much better. Yeah, but yeah. um. But then it just leads you into another Floyd Vats mission. But instead of Vats, it's generators, and there's three of them this time. But, but you only have mix? to keep you only have to keep one of them up, though. Is the thing I know, but like you're essentially doing the same thing again. Yep, I never cared for those, but that's where I think that my playthrough differed from y'all's because I had gone and picked up like the turret gun and the acid sprinklers, and I, you know, I had been spending the money that you get throughout the game. Mm. And building up this arsenal of weapons and giving them their own amps and whatnot. Like I wonder you remember the if, flying if sorry. I wonder if the difficulty level being so low has hampered mine and Tim's enjoyment Maybe. of it because we didn't feel the need to go and explore and branch out from what we knew had worked already. Right, because you know, when I think of like Insomniac, I think one of their earlier titles, Ratchet and Clank, which also had a ridiculous, you know, level of weapons. 
So, you know, to me, it's like, oh, they probably put something that's way overpowered. Like, you remember the flying OD that would show up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you go pick up the Roman Candle Gatlin gun, that just annihilates the flying enemies. Or but again, so the two shots with the, yeah, two shots of the Dirty Harry and it's dead. Yeah, or you have this thing that's setting it on fire, plus you can clear out anything else around it. It's just, but you, you didn't know, need to do that because it was two shots with a, another right. gun. This is, this is the di- two different play styles is what I'm wanting to bring up here. Because <laughs> I was like, like using the fun stuff. Because it set it on fire. Once it was on fire, you didn't have to worry about it. The game didn't push me to seek alternative options. Right. And that's a huge, huge detriment to me because I like creativity in games. There's that's a lot why of I like the weapons. movement in this. Yeah. Oh, I think I think saying this isn't creative is um... no, it's not. It's not that at all. The game is creative for sure. Um, it's just not challenging and didn't push me as a player to be creative. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Ref. It does tell you one time after you make your first amp to go see two hat Jack, and it never brings it up again after that. Yep. How many hats does he wear? Two. Good. Thanks. At least the law is consistent. <laughs> Can I just it. say that I think where where I enjoyed this game the most, and it, and it's probably not the best uh, review for it, but I think that the introduction to the game was excellent, and I was really ready for a you know something to follow suit with that. And the introduction is you're on a train or you're heading back from work essentially, and you have to get to your apartment, and you've got no weapons, um, and the way that it directs you through, like Tim said, through words popping up quite yeah. naturally within the world, um, I think that was really clever and really cool. And and I actually think that if they took the weapon element of it out and made it more like a, a almost a chase simulator, this could have been much more fun. Well, at that point, you end up with, um, what's the game called? It's the par- first-person parkour game. Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge, thank you. Yeah, at that point yeah. you end up with Mirror's Edge, but in third person. Yeah, but that would be fun with the yeah, movement no, no. Of, of Sunset Overdrive. The movement and the visuals, like the visuals being very Scott Pilgrim esque, like that's yeah. like that that's that was part of the fun. And I agree, Joey. The introduction was really really good. You get off the train and you're kind of blindsided by this like this outbreak, and your mm. and your only objective is make it home. Yeah, like you're just it didn't kind of make much options. sense though, because thinking about it now. You were at the party where you were working. Your character was working yeah. at the party where everyone became this zombie. Why were you then getting on the train home to be surprised by the fact that they're zombies? I think that goes Fair back point. to your character's such blase entire opinion anyways towards the story, you know. Right. If you think about the way he acts with the world, to me it kind of makes sense. Right. Yeah. If y'all yeah. do not mind, I'm going to take five real quick because I have to pee. All right. I'll pause the recording. Thank you. Okay, so we can honestly tell that this game is not going to get a scathing review out of, I don't think, any of us. But... Well, no, I don't think that's fair. I, I, Like I said, I enjoyed it. I just wish I didn't no, enjoy I, it. I, I do mean it's fun. I don't think by any means it's a perfect game, if that makes sense. Far from perfect. It's far, it's no. far from... Uh, it's no Resident Evil 4. 
It's a, my text <laughs> it's a diamond compared to Friends of Evil 4. Anyways, <laughs> not to bring us back into last week. But like I said, again, the reason I picked this is because I don't think I should be blinded by nostalgia if I think a game is really good and I haven't played in a couple of years. Maybe I should replay it and try again, you know? See how it turns out. In this case, uh, I definitely think yeah. uh, my perception of the game has lessened. As where I probably would have called this a 9 out of 10 in my younger days, I'm thinking more like a 7 or a 6.5 at the moment. Because there's many of shortcomings in it. Did y'all happen to try the DLC by chance? No. No, you didn't give it? Okay. The I DLC was saying, is- Joey, this game pissed me off that much. I did not care to try the DLC. Okay, the DLC... One of them's really neat. I can't remember the name of it. It's like it's more focused on the bouncing and you know grinding mechanics because it's literally out on an oil rig, and you have to get to like the boss fight up top, and you have to go through several of the oil rigs, which is neat because if you think about how big those things are, yeah. there's plenty of movement and whatnot to do. Is there anything on the game we haven't touched or something y'all want to touch? Because. Okay. Can I can I ask Slade when did you say this game was released? Uh, 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 I think twenty fourteen was it twenty? Yeah, October twenty eighth, twenty fourteen. So this this game this game wasn't well well received no. at launch, was it? it? It didn't do particularly well. So I was just looking while you were talking. Then other games released twenty fourteen, and I wonder if if these have any bearing on why Sunset Overdrive didn't do critically well. So in 2014, and stop me at any time, because there's a, there's a plethora of really good games coming out here. And, and I mean, the first one, I'm not sure I agree, is a good game. But Dark Souls 2, start. Destiny, Dragon Age Inquisition, Bayonetta 2, Wolfenstein, The New Order, The Evil Within, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, Alien Isolation, South Park, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, Far Cry 4, Elder Scrolls Online, Elite Dangerous, The Crew, Mario Kart 8. And then and then that's when you get Sunset Overdrive on, on uh, Google. But after that, you've got The Binding of Isaac Rebirth, you've got Metal Gear Solid, you've got Thief, you've got Second Son, Assassin's Creed Rogue, Despite The Amazing year. Spider-Man 2. I'm not sure why that's in there. But all of these... All of these games are, are crammed into one really yeah. good year for gaming. And if you're spending, Tim said $60 earlier, but I'm going to take it back to, to real money. And, and if you're spending £50 on a game, that's a lot of money to spend. And for it to come out so late in the year and away from Christmas, it's not a launch title. I wonder if that had some bearing on why Probably, it was so Probably, because if I had to think of a game I would um, rather play for that year, it would be Shadow of Mordor. I honestly would think that this game would have done yeah. better as either a launch title or a tech demo. This was like, the... This, so, like I said, it's not a yeah. 100% launch title. It's one year that first, like, Xbox One upgrade they did. Yeah, but, like, if it came out when the Xbox One launched, like, as a system launch, think I think it would have done so much better. But I just it, speaking about it like this, it reminds mm-hmm. me of. Do you remember Knack? Yes. which was a launch the greatest the game ever made. That was, that was probably <laughs> yeah. wholly forgettable, but it showed off what the PS4 could do. Yeah. And I think that Sunset Overdrive would have really done very well as an Xbox launch. And I think exclusive. at the time it does show what the Xbox One was capable of. Yeah. But a year in, 
And also, don't forget that it's it's 2021 now. We've seen this once again, like Resident Evil. We've seen this over and over and over again. It's it's nothing new. Right. And Tim, I do think a year in, because if you remember all the problems the Xbox One had when it initially launched. Yeah, tell me about it. Always online or you're not playing. I I think that year in, that's where, you know, if I have to upgrade my generation of consoles, I usually go a year in. I don't go at launch. I don't tend to go in for so, launch except for except with the Switch. I, I got one at launch. Yeah, I got one at launch as well. I got a Series X at launch pretty much just after. So right. yeah. I'm like, kind of bucking for, that trend. So like for you know things that go wrong at launch, I don't know if you've seen, Joey, but Sony has based the a lot of the PS5 controller on the Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons. Yep. And the PS5 controller is now having what we know, you know, Nintendo people know as Joy-Con drift. Yep. Yeah, so they're yeah. having to deal with things like that at the moment. That's why I always say you wait a year and then you go yeah. get it. Let everyone else you know, the... Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's a, that's a topic for another time. Um, yeah. Does anyone have anything they want to touch on in terms of the game? Not really. I'm I'm a, I'm I don't want to say disappointed or upset. I wish y'all would have gotten the you know tried the other weapons. You know, there is a weapon I think I it helps change up the... I know all okay. of you tried it. The sword, right? And what yeah. pissed me off about the sword, right? <laughs> they neuter it. <laughs> they give you this crazy good weapon. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, if you mash B a lot, it will do lightning and fire damage. And then after that fire, it's like, no, the ability's gone now. Fuck you. Um, it's not yours anymore. <laughs> like, and I was like, why give me that? And then I really like every single point you've made is, we haven't touched on this, and it pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh, like it, it's it annoyed me so much because like, I went on like this what forty five minute quest which I know isn't long but in a ten hour game that's a significant chunk. Um, a ten hour game with a lot of cutscenes you can't skip. Yes, there's a significant chunk. So I went on this forty five minute quest to go and get the sword, which actually is pretty powerful. And they're just like, no, it's not powerful anymore. It's it's the crowbar, but it's got a you know a handle. It's like all right, it's a sword. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Tim recommends Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, if you want to, you know, have a weekend of wasting away. Sounds like me and Resident <laughs> Evil 4. <laughs> uh, be, be prepared for that 1 out of 10, Slade. I'm not giving it a 1. I, I will say that. Yeah. That would be harsh. Give it a 3. Like, That's much more favorable. <laughs> hmm. Um, well, all right. So since we've gotten this far, uh, we'll go in, I guess... Joey, what's your score? Do you recommend it? What would you tell people if they want to pick it up? It's on you, Game Pass, so yeah. you got Game Pass. It's there. Uh, do you know what? I Like I said, I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite fun. Um, I think if you want something that isn't challenging at all, I think it's more like a, a movement simulator rather than a game. I think it's really good for that. I think the movement was satisfying. One thing I didn't understand is why jumping on a bush makes you bounce. <laughs> Like, I understand matches, I understand tires, they're kind of typical, but they kind of went out of their way to make everything a movement aid. And glass roofs. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. understand that. But but I think I'm going to give it a six and a half out of ten. I'm not, I'm not going to be okay. overly critical. And I'm not sure I recommend it, but I think it's, it's like, it was, it was fine. Said, what do you recommend it? Well, what do you give it? No, 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 Tim. Tim, you can go ahead. Uh, I'm giving it a three and a half. Pre- Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, because three would be harsh. Three would be harsh, um, and not at all justified. <laughs> um, so, it's um, 
I, I would recommend this game as a tech demo at best. Um, for, for a full price game, like if, if you got it on Game Pass, great. Try the movement for 20 minutes. You'll understand everything you need to know. If you're doing anything else, I wouldn't waste your time. All right. I, I think to me, this is like my equivalent of Dead Cells, if that makes sense. Have it installed, play it for an hour, just so, you know, if you want to kill some time running around shooting some, you know, something. It's okay at best. I give it a seven, you know. There's things about it that make it fun. If you just, you know, it's like running around in GTA, just causing havoc and the cathartic nature of itself. So I'd give it a seven. Can I can I ask a sure. question about your score, Slade? As a as mm-hmm. a peek behind the curtain, what we have is a shared document with all the scores on. If you're giving it a seven, why have you no, marked it's a it as seven a one on my screen? The shared you document. Undertale. You changed. Oh, no. Just move your mouse. <laughs> yeah, every, they keep trying to change my score of Sunset Overdrive to a one, but I'd I'd give it I'd give it a after the. F- I'd oh, give it a seven. Was last now. episode. I'd give it a seven. I don't think it. I don't After think the game the holds up. That was last episode. Everything you give is. Uh, I don't think the game, like you know, the comedy and the story hold up very well. But the movement and the gameplay and the variety of itself holds up very well. So yes, I give it a seven. Okay. So there we go. So oh, what does that average out to? Uh, Tim, are you okay? Do you need? Do you need to? I, I think I'm going to go out for a long walk off a short pier after this. <laughs> well, you do live by the sea, so it kind of works. I do live by the sea. Yeah. Um, that gives so it that's a 5.7. That's our lowest 5. score 7. yet. That's our yeah. lowest score yet. How do we get the point seven? by the way? Uh, because it averages the three scores. Okay, okay I guess, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Alrighty then. So that's our that's not my strong suit at school. I think that's um, really harsh for the lowest score. Genuinely, yeah. think that's really harsh for the lowest score. I yeah. I know it's my score that's bringing it down. Um, and it's a case of when I was playing it, I was considering like a five, and then I'd play further, and it'd be a four, and then I'd play further and bump it down to a three and a half. And it, it just got to the end, I was like, just annoyed me more than anything. Well, I think my score probably would have been seven or above if it wasn't for the third act. I think I agree that playing on and on and on lowered it. I do think like the final boss fight being a building, like I understand it was fit within the humor, but the final, like the lack. I think of, it just adds to the absurdity. The lack of. I would have loved to have seen though. it. <laughs> but you do grind along the building and stuff. You do see bits of it. Surely you didn't yeah. Really yeah, miss all me, of that. Yeah, but to me, what it looked like. What I, what I missed, I missed the whole thing of the building going from location to location. It would just be, you grind, you shoot the reactor thing on the roof of the building, and then I'd be stuck in the highway again, and then it just the building would be in a different bit. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm did, here now. Did you pay for this game? No. Did you get it on Game Pass? I got it on Game Pass. Yeah. Okay, because I was worrying for a second that you bought a cracked copy, or you got a cracked copy, and that's why. No, I got but it on Game Pass. you don't do Pass. that. No. For legal reasons. Right. No, I still for legal reasons. But um, I don't know. Like Slade's in the Slade's in the size of my Steam library. I never need. To, I, I don't ever need to pirate. Um, yeah. Like I've I've got enough games on there. I I just don't need to pirate anything. Um, Before, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tim. Finish but, your thought. Like with with Game Pass, if I'd have paid for it, I would honestly have bumped this down another thing. I think <laughs> another point. The fact that I got it for free is saving it from a 2.5 right now. Okay. 
<laughs> How much would you have paid for it if it was uh, if you had to pay? If I had to pay, ten pounds. That's generous for your I, score. That is generous, and I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> I got mine for free with my Xbox One, so I've never bought the game technically. Well, you bought the Xbox One. Yeah. I bought the Xbox, and the game came with it. So, Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> at one point, it was the only game I had for my Xbox One. Nice. That might be why you remember yeah, it so fondly. To be fair, that's what I was thinking, and that's why I wanted to play it again and see. You know, is that blind nostalgia or is it? You well, know, I have to not say, if you think about games that, like, I know you said it's not technically a launch title, but it's an exclusive. And if you think about games that, like, launch titles for the Xbox. I think of Rise, Son of Rome, and I don't know if you've played that. I would that be so, so much happier having Sunset Overdrive as the game that came with my Xbox rather than Rise, Son of Rome. So I actually the ending of Rise was there. awful. I thought the whole thing okay. was dreadful. I think it's it's much just think- better to have something that is colourful and a little bit different than you know that. I just think Sunset has its place, though, in history, if that makes sense. That's why I gave it the Resident Evil comparison earlier. Mm. But no one recognizes it as, kind of, as a place in history. No, no one you don't recognize it. it as that, but you but you can see it, though. You can see the game trend Yeah. Yeah. moving forward. Um, yeah, you can see it. Other than that, I think we're about good. Um, okay. I think, it's, so, I think it's pretty clear, like, at least from me. It's not getting a recommendation. <laughs> right. Slade, I'm guessing from your seven that you would. I, this is where, to me, this would be my version of Dead Cells. Because you remember I said in that review, I don't like just, you know, playing a game for like an hour. But with the way Sunset Overdrive is, I feel like you could just kill an hour in that game. You know, just turn it on, ride around the city, shoot some stuff. Okay, now I need to go do Maybe whatever. Maybe I would have enjoyed this game more if I didn't play it over the course of two days. Oh, is that what you did? I, yeah, I went probably. through the whole thing in two days. Okay. Which I again, mean, Phil, probably would have pissed me, me off if I bought it. You played uh, 10 hours worth. I played 23 hours worth. So, yeah. Yeah. But, like, again, that probably would have pissed me off if I bought it, if I could get through the whole thing in two days. Yeah. Um, Fair enough. So, I before we end this episode and I toss this to Tim for the next game, I want to give a little peek behind the curtain, if y'all don't mind. Let this phrase uh, come so- stuck around. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're peeking behind the curtain. So I want to read off. We gave Dead Cells 7.3, Undertale a 9.2, Piku Niku a 6, Resident Evil 4 a 3, sorry, 7, uh, Sunset Overdrive gets a 5.7. And Tim, what are we playing next week? So the next episode, we are or going to be looking weeks. at, at we're we going to be looking at Doom 2016. The unofficial title of Doom. Yeah, um... But Doom has had that many iterations that you know Doom twenty sixteen is like an is an acceptable um, you know name for it. Um, but yeah, the the one uh, the the first Bethesda Doom. Okay. We're not looking at Eternal, just twenty sixteen. Cool, cool. All right, all right, cool. We will see y'all again in two weeks. See Thank you in two weeks, for everybody. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Video Game Club. Yeah. All Thanks, right. everyone. Thanks everyone. Bye. 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 Toodles. 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 Bye. (laughs)